1: Welcome back everybody, episode 119 of Besiktas International, the Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Sporting, coming after live in New York City as always, and with me again, none other than, the Archman himself, Evron Archman! How you doing, sir? doing alright, how are you pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah pretty good <laughs> before we get started I have important news everybody uh, all hands on deck this is huge uh, for anyone who's following us on Twitter you've absolutely already heard about this uh, but stay, stay with us regardless because uh, we have some actual news here um, as many will know and as I think I've mentioned on here, even we're going to be interviewing a friend of the Veches uh, International, friend of the podcast, uh, Mohamed Aminu. Uh, he is running a small academy. I believe, Evron, how many sides do they have? Was it two or three?
0: I think. I think he's. They have like a few youth sides, like U17, U16, U15. I think they, they have like the senior team and a reserve team.
1: Yeah, the, the, a few squads. Um, so the exciting thing about the, the academy itself is that it is called the Beshiktash JK Berlin Academy of Accra. Accra being uh, the city in Ghana, where they are located. Um, and so, yeah, Mohamed is a big fan of Besiktas. I don't know where the Berlin comes from. I'll ask him, uh, obviously. Uh, but yeah, so he's going to be coming on air. and We're going to do a podcast, uh, a little interview. This is uh, after the season ends, uh, sort of probably in the... the the episode right after uh, and so he's going to give us all the information but so meanwhile the, the, what we're doing is we're trying to raise money uh, they need kits um, you know socks shorts the the, the, the whole uh, nine yards if you will um, so we're trying to help raise money to, to get that to them uh, and it's a nice chance for our listeners to, to do some good you know everyone's putting out the hashtag black lives matter now you can Put some action to those words if you will um help some kids in africa that's that's a nice thing to do right uh but yeah and furthermore who knows you might even be helping Besiktas if this academy develops his goal is to send these kids to Besiktash. Uh so it'd be great to have some ghanaian youths to uh to help foster the the next generation of Besiktas, especially since we're trying to we're going to be looking for uh gems on, to unearth, I think, in the next few years, given our financial restraint. Evron, maybe you'll be a starting central midfielder. Uh, and, and if your playing career doesn't pan out, we'd we'll like to send you to, to Accra. You can, you can help coach these kids. Um, but yeah, everyone, uh, please donate. Uh, there's links on our Twitter. Uh, give some money. And here's the thing. There's some fancy news. Uh, and this is what we're announcing today. So Every $5 donation gets you one raffle ticket, which you can then, uh, what we're doing is this first round, all of the raffle tickets are going to go to a match-worn Mohamed Neni, um, our third kit. Uh, I forget the match that it was worn in, but we have pictures on the website and everything. Again, look for all that stuff on Twitter. I'll put information on our uh, description for the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's a nice. You can do something fun. You can do something nice, and you might win a Mohamed El Neni match worn kit. Please do donate. Uh, and again, for every five dollars that you donate, you will get one raffle ticket. So if you donate a thousand dollars, you will probably win the the, the jersey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could also donate like ten dollars, and you'll you'll still have a pretty decent shot at it. Uh, it's not like we're racking in the donations yet. Uh, but this is also my first formal announcement for this whole project. Um, stay tuned for more on Mohammed Aminu. Uh, please donate some money. Help us out. Help us do this, do some good. Uh, and, and maybe, again, like I said, uh, he will help Eshiktash long term, because who knows what these kids can do. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for all of that. and. Um, Look out for the link in the description for this episode for more. Meanwhile, let's talk some football. Uh, This week we had a huge match, so let's get into it. As we left things off last, we were in a better mood. Uh, We'd come off of a victorious match against Kasim Pasha. Um, I guess like I, I... I'm stealing the thunder. Let me. I was. This is your. Let me like give you a chance to shine here a little bit, everyone. Uh, tell us about where we left things off last. Like what? What led up to this match this
0: week? <laughs> um, I, mean, I guess the previous week we were just basically had the rerun because after we lost points last week, everyone lost points again. Um, so we had another chance to get back into fourth place, uh, which we did. And then going into this game, it was a chance to go potentially into third. Um, before yep. us, Galatasaray had already lost Ankara Guji. So that was, like, yep. the, uh, you know, I was, like, woo-woo. So they were already guaranteed to be behind us, regardless of what we did. And, then, and
1: additionally, let's 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 cover that first. So be, additionally, behind this, uh, some pressure was alleviated slash the opportunity to create even more space, uh, because, sorry, everyone.
0: Yeah, because there was three simultaneous games so those was the two simultaneous games during our games was Alanya um, against Antalya and then Fenerbahce versus Sivas so there was like a looking like looking pretty good I guess if we want to spoil what happened but Alanya ended up losing and then um, Fenerbahce ended up losing Sivas which all in all would mean we were guaranteed fourth place but were unable to catch up to Sivas regardless of what happened this game that's right
1: I mean, so it was like, uh, there. no matter what happened in that match, there would always be a sort of silver lining. And in this case, the silver lining is that Fenner could not catch us, A. And B, should we manage a result against Yanni Malachia, we'd be creating some significant space between us. Yeah. So now uh, we'd have the chance, with a win, to go six points up on them. and. Uh, four points up on Galatasaray, right? So l- lots of nice ch- opportunities with this win. So it was still a big a big result. Not to mention, obviously, um, being now four points behind Sibus because they beat Fener. Uh, we needed to win so that we could still be right back within a single point of them and hopefully in with a shout to pass them should they slip up in the final two remaining matches. Right? Yeah. So uh, that's what led us up to this match. And so uh, let's talk lineups. Um, again, I'll hand you the mic, Evran. Tell us a little bit about what what we saw. And, and just to kind of briefly uh, review the lineup itself. Um, Erson was in the goal. Gokhan Gournau on the right side. Doma Gajwida and Ruiz in the middle. Jan Air on the left of the side of the defense. Uh, El Neni and Nedjib in the back of the midfield with uh, Diaby behind our, sorry, uh, Tyler Boyd behind our striker Diaby uh, and Nkudu on the left side and Jermaine Lenz on the right. Um, so what what was up with that? Why are the changes? What were the changes, etc.?
0: Um, I guess the only real change was Vita in for uh, Rocco from last week because the rest was due to lack of player selection or lack of available players. Um Glue yeah. came back from injury. Um, and then we we only brought eighteen players this week. It was basically the entire bench was the only foreigner was Rocco. And then Guven did not make a start after his uh diving hitter from last weekend, but it was kinda just of what we expected. Um not a lot of players. Uh Boateng got hurt somehow. Uh, but he should be back for next game. And uh, Burak was out injured. We shall also be back. Uh, t is suspended. And then Liatin Umu is still out with COVID.
1: We were certain that Tang would star in this match <laughs> given. Uh, we needed him to A and B. Uh, he was coming off, uh, he's been, he's, you know, he's been, he's been having a positive impact, um, in his limited appearances. So we were kind of, it, it seemed a safe assumption he'd start and get significant playing time. But so, yeah, unfortunately, There's some sort of mysterious midweek training exercise that I never really saw much explanation for. um, What about Yanni Malatya? And you can do a brief analysis of him.
0: (laughs) Um, I think it was the exact same lineup that won at Siva's. Um, I guess the most notable name is Get Contetta on the right wing. Um, You know, we know him, you know, old man up top. Uh, I think you know they have the uh, two Moroccan fullbacks who have been pretty good not Moroccan excuse me one Moroccan Chebak, and Egyptian Hafez, who have been pretty decent in the Turkish league at their time here and then uh Afri Aqua who used to be a, a semi-big name in the Syria or showed some promise back in the day and then uh yeah there's a lot of foreigners Farnole
1: I like their keeper
0: yeah, and they, they also they sold um, Bifuma mid-season, or, or mid-corona, to China. So if you were wondering where he was, he kind of scored a brace on us last time, if you remember. But,
1: so yeah, good riddance to him. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we, we didn't miss him this week, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so any anything sort of out of the ordinary there, or anything interesting? No.
0: Uh, Not really. Just... This- the typical uh, I mean they had they had full fun on the bench but he hasn't really been playing um, yeah it was just a very typical matcha love it
1: yes so the lineup <laughs> the lineups uh, were looking good looking complete uh, actually not even really we didn't even have like a full bench but whatever uh, and so that's how the match would start and so I don't know what anybody had been anticipating from this match. It certainly would never be pretty. Um, one thing I'll say is, like, you know, we've talked a lot. Everyone's talked a lot about all of the injuries that Galatasaray has suffered. And um, meanwhile, us over here, right? Like, I think, inarguably, uh, Adem Lijic is our best player. Yeah. Would you agree? And he's injured. Uh, Burak Yilmaz is probably our second best player. Would you agree?
0: Definitely our best goal scorer. So, like, so he's, but I guess there's not really too many other players to pick from. I guess Vida, maybe.
1: Maybe Vida. Vida and, and let's not forget that he didn't play for two matches there in that stretch. Uh, then probably I'd say Atiba. Also not playing in the last match because of the suspension. Uh, then the next guy up would probably be maybe like one of the newer guys, Nkudu, I guess, right? He was missing yeah. for a number of those matches as well. So like, we have really been without a number of those guys throughout this entire stretch. So I, I you know, some credit has to go to Sergan there. We've uh, we've sort of bagged on him a bit in, in recent weeks, recent episodes, um, but that really is something positive to speak of, I think you could say. Um, but so yeah, this match was ugly. Uh, what do you have to say about the early, go- early goings-on, Evron?
0: I mean, I think we had one shot in the first half. Um, I think Malatya had the best of the chances. It's not that there was a plethora of those, but uh, Gekhonteyo was looking pretty pretty decent. Um, I think he created the, the best chance for Malatya in that first half with bullet kind of scooped over the bar
1: scooped is a kind way of saying just absolutely yeah.
0: uh, I think yeah and then Yeah. I mean Terrible. he had like I, a wide Rubies
1: open net I don't even know how he skied that like he, that was that like fair, an impossible angle
0: yeah Ruby's like slid in front of him and I guess he probably could just took it a touch mm-hmm. and then shot it but he tried to like shoot it off balance and then Ruiz was like so he couldn't just like pass it low with Ruiz in front of him so he had to get a little bit of height on it, and then he just like I don't even know what he did.
1: But. Ruiz has actually had a, few, a couple of good games in a run that you mentioned. I, I remember him saving one off the line that he got in past Yeah, the
0: and then we had one shot from distance from Unkuru. that was pretty good.
1: Yeah, he forced a nice, long, lengthwise diving save from Farnoli. Yeah,
0: but nothing crazy. That was basically the first hit.
1: Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> much it. No, I I would agree that Yanni Malache probably had the more frightening chances that half. Um but yeah, I mean credit to the to the defense, they they stood stout. Um and I don't know why I I was never I was nervous just because I knew how big the match was, but I never was like scared in any moment you know our our, our, D, our our D is actually kind of settling late it's a little late to be doing that you know uh, with two matches left now but um, anyway that halftime that was it nil nil nothing to speak of uh, one substitution made interesting one Gouven Yalchin uh, came on for Jermaine Lenz uh what'd you think of that
0: I did not expect. I expected like Diaby to come off. Um, yeah. I didn't think Lens was good, but Diaby just sucked.
1: Diaby, so. that, I think he may have had his worst
0: half. Yeah, I have, uh, I have some stats at the end for Diaby's performance. Nice. Yeah,
1: save that for the stat factor, whatever we call that section. But yeah, um, terrible match. I was shocked that he. I mean, I. I don't want to do any spoiling here, but yeah, didn't come out here. Yeah, this
0: was his pants at striker, which he did not show show well for. No,
1: no, he did not. Um, Yeah, I mean, nobody did offensively, perhaps, you could argue, but I don't know, you know, it's. You don't even know if maybe someone wasn't having a a particularly bad match, but like, if the other. Like, when so many pieces aren't working, who really knows? But certainly, he was the main culprit. Yeah, is I think we had
0: one chance in that first half. Like, we are about to, like, the, their center back just gave the ball away. And we had, like, a two-on-two counter, and then Diaby tried to hit with his right foot and then accidentally hit with his left foot yeah, and, and just, whiffed the ball. Yeah. oh,
1: my God. Yeah. That was,
0: <laughs> that, no that was the pressure. low point for the,
1: yeah. For the whole, certainly for his whole time.
0: Like a, like a like a 12-year-old. It
1: was so it was bad. Pretty bad. And it was, like, embarrassing. I-, I-, I imagined sort of, like, showing a friend who's not into Turkish football or Besiktas this match to, like, get him into it and, like, you know, them seeing that. Like, that would not be...
0: Yeah, that would be a disaster. Ugh. This was not the game no. for a neutral. No, no,
1: Ah, uh, Yeah, that was terrible. He was terrible. Expecting expected him to come out, but he didn't. jeremy Lenz also was not particularly good in this match. He's been good <clears throat> in his last few matches, This last stretch of matches here but this was not an example of it I think we could easily argue but um, it would take just seven minutes uh, into the second half and the penalty was awarded tell us uh, so who earned the penalty um count Gekan. yeah tell us about it yeah that's right oh yeah the-, the, uh, the, the errant it was really the keeper just making a terrible mistake, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it was um you know, corner to the near post. As usual, Gekka went to flick it on but it was too high. Um so he what? he didn't get to it, but then the goal just came in and just clobbered him in the head. Um not to say like it was not a foul, but it was definitely like just stupid, like there's no reason for that to happen. You know, he's kinda got a gift of a penalty. It was it wasn't like we were getting to the ball anyway, and then this man just punches him. Two uh, two fisted punch to the back of the head. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think to his defense he just up. missed the ball, and so Gökhan Gönül's head became the ball. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: but it was it a... was
1: terrible, though. Yeah, it was a bad miss. Yeah, there
0: was no reason for I it. I just uh, um, I wasn't even like
1: I think of how how people bag on Carrius and Erson and at some points Fabry, you know, and, and all the keepers we've had over the years, and I don't think I've ever seen. A blunder like that out of any like that that was pretty bad
0: well, i mean i've seen worse blunders i guess but <laughs> this was definitely just like for no i mean he made two good saves no for is a pretty good keeper
1: save, honestly yeah i mean that's why yeah, that was think,
0: just he just kind of came out and punched this man in the head I, for yeah
1: I, you can't i i wouldn't even say he had a bad match honestly you know what i mean like uh
0: no nah, he just had a
1: a brain fart
0: a little for you know.
1: brain fart It happens. Um, And and it's, you know, that's the dangers of the trade as a keeper, I think, is uh, when it happens, it it typically doesn't, you don't get any uh, honor out of it. But so, anyway, so the goal itself, interesting pick. So it looked like Janer and Guven Yelchin were sort of like arguing about it for a minute, who would take it, which is weird given that Guven's like, doesn't even have hair on his, you know, whatever yet. But uh Somehow he feels like he's gonna argue with a nearly forty year old John Her- No, now I'm being mean. John was like mid, like barely thirty actually, but um But he thinks he's gonna argue with him, but John Her, anyway steps up, to take the kick. He does it yeah, and perfect penalty. Tell us what's up.
0: Yeah, it was just he it wasn't like one of those when he fakes out the keeper type thing. Uh he just powered it side netting. I mean not a perfect type, but it was Better than Burak's penalties. So. For me, I that was. I was gonna say, uh...
1: yeah. I mean, honestly, it was one of those shots where, like, if the keeper goes the right way, you're like, "Oh my god, that was a terrible penalty!" You know, but on the but when you know you get lucky, but that's really all. It was about penalties are about so he, he must have done something to get him to go the way, whatever it was. But yeah, it worked. Uh, Tidily put away. Besiktas has the lead. 52nd minute. Uh, 58th minute. Kjartansson comes in for Robin Yelchin, who I was surprised to for Yanni Malachi. He came from, was it like English lower divisions or something? Where, where did Robin Yelchin? Germany,
0: German.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's not that exotic. It's, that's a fairly typical story
0: then, isn't it? But he, he had a bit of a profile. Yeah, he's the best pass fan, I believe. Did he also. not have
1: a bit of a profile at some point, like for a prospect?
0: I mean, he used to play for the German youth national teams. Way back in the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking a pretty long time ago. Yeah, he's—he's—I uh, guess he's a qualified bust at this point.
0: Yeah. How old is he now? Twenty-six.
1: Twenty-six. Yeah, that's not gonna. He played for like Düsseldorf or something. I can't even Stuttgart. remember. Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Um. So. Sorry, Germans. If I—I'm not making fun of your language or anything. I—I I just <laughs> suck at <laughs> at saying words in it. Apparently. Um, so yeah, Kian Son came in, and he he would be, I don't know if you could say influential. Influential, I, I suppose he stood out because of the name, and he's like a fairly towering fella. Uh, also into the match. This is weird. So a guy named Donald came out, and a guy named Walter came in. So it's very, <laughs> very easy to pronounce names there. Um, Aqua left the match in the 73rd minute. So there's just like nothing happening here. Just lots of sub. Uh, for Ildiz, Yildirim came out for Ndiashimie. Umut Umutulut nice. left for Fofana, who I'm surprised it took him that long to get on the match. Nkudu got himself a yellow card in the 80th minute. Uh, I guess first, before we get to the yellow card, anything happened between there, the, the, the penalty, and that yellow card yeah, that I think, you want to mention?
0: Um, it was Malatya created a few chances. Uh, they did. I just yeah. made one really, really nice save, I would say. Reaction. Off the head to yeah, he keep no, it at one zero. Yeah, and then uh, I think Maja kind of just fluffed a couple chances.
1: He also made. I, we said we were talking about this pre-episode, so for us it's a repeat. But he also made a nice save on a not a shot, but a cross that deflected off of maybe Gokhan Gurnol, someone on the right side, and it would have maybe floated into the corner, into the top corner of the goal. But he um, cleverly dove up and. and sorry, I got to let my cat out. And saved the saved the the team there. Yeah, It is one of those things where a single goal, and this game is ending in a draw because this was uh, ugh, this was a g- kind of ugly
0: stale. Oh, my, frankly. there's one other thing we forgot. Right after our goal, um, Juven had a, a great chance to oh! turn the sister. This is like two minutes after we scored. Um, he took he took the ball off of the center back Mina.
1: Yeah, everything and, he did uh, was excellent until the last...
0: Yeah, he dribbles from, like, the left side to go into the box to cut in. He has, like, two guys on him, and on the right side of the box, there's Diaby chilling. Um, so he's like, oh, he's just going gonna to square it across, and Diaby might screw this up, but, you know... That'd be like, you know, that's a 100% goal chance. Instead of yeah. event, trying to go for, like, a cheeky, tight angle with pressure shot. And he takes, a gr- like, a great effort, but it's just from too like too tight of an angle. If Farnell still saved it even though it's going to the top corner.
1: Yeah. I um, mean he, he forced a like, somewhat athletic save, but it's still yeah, the angle was all yeah. there for final. It was it was a selfish play and it was a stupid play. And um, a lot of people are giving Guvan a lot of credit nowadays because he's clearly turned a page as far as like caring again. He's putting effort <laughs> in. Which is great. You know, we, we both joked about this on Twitter with each other that, you know, uh I, I, I think I, my final joke was, something. It's, it's a shame that our fan base thinks that uh, a good performance of his is one where he just shows that he cares rather than him actually playing well. Um, and that's, I think, where I'll end on, on that. But yeah, so, so anyway, yellow card. Uh, this is a bad yellow card, too, because so in the 80th minute, he's made it this far in, uh, and the, this yellow card suspends him for the next match, which is a derby, of course, against Benner. um what do you think of this card everyone
0: It didn't really need to happen He kind of just, like lost the ball
1: Was it definitely I mean, a didn't... yellow card did he definitely earn it I one? mean he
0: he stepped on the dude's like ankle foot so So um, yes
1: I'm taking that as a yes Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was just like kind of needless It wasn't like even that aggressive it was just kind of like It was
1: just sloppy. stupid yeah exactly and, and it's it's like a late match foul I mean, if we're going to be 100% honest, yeah. given that he, he we're protecting him, like, I, you might – Sargent might have subbed him out, if, you know, knowing yeah, that he's on that. he did, like, the, three minutes later. So. And then he takes him out. I think as punish punishment for the stupid foul, which, fine. But on the other hand, you might as well let him tire himself out since we're not going to see him on, on, on or next week, Sunday. Um, but so, yeah, he would come out in the 84th minute – four minutes later, sorry. Uh, for – Kartal, Kaida, Yilmaz. It's, it's always fascinating to me uh, how the announcers settle on like a guy's name, you know, that they're going to call, uh, be, uh, be called for the probably the next 20 years of his life. And it's interesting that they went for Kaida. They, they kept calling him Kaida, Kaida, Kaida. And like, really, the guy, like, between Yilmaz, which is a pretty common surname in Turkey, and Kartal, which is like the perfect Besiktas name. Like, Why would you not be saying Kartal at every James get the opportunity to? Instead, think of kaida well, That was a poor choice stylistically, I would say, by the announcer. And that's probably going to, like I said, stick for the like next 20 years. But, uh, unless another announcer is bold uh, in the coming weeks. Let's just hope for it. Uh, yellow card for Victor Ruiz. Also another stupid one. Uh, That wasn't, like, flagrant, but was probably very worthy of a yellow card. Uh, Victor Ruiz, 85th minute. Tell us about it.
0: Um, Yeah, so now he's now one yellow away from a suspension. Um, So if he gets one against Federer, he will not play last game. Uh, Basically, kind of like a high ball. Probably should have headed it. Instead, he just puts his foot up, like, right next to the striker's head. Yeah,
1: easy, (laughs) dangerous play, you know.
0: like not even not like a leaping, like it was just like he was just standing there and just like lifting like all over all the
1: way to his head. Yeah, um, it was really dumb. Yeah. In fact, I think it was probably no dumber than Inkudu's but... the
0: other. Yeah, I mean they're both and it also dumb. gave away a dangerous free kick, but at least he's not suspended for the final game.
1: So. Yeah, that's important. Uh although he might be suspended for a Genshler at this rate. Um finally in the segment of extra time, sort of a weird I don't know if this was necessary, but Uh, Enzo Rocco came in the game for Diaby. So finally he takes Diaby out in the second minute of extra time uh, in probably what is his worst match. Uh, Certainly as a best touch player, and I hope for his sake as a professional footballer. Uh, But so yeah, that's how the match would end. Enzo Rocco, as far as grades go, would get an incomplete, because I do not recall him doing a single thing out there. Um, How many minutes of extra time were there in the end, do you know? Six. Six. So he got- Four minutes of garbage time, but I don't remember anything he did. Uh, But we were playing with a a lot of defenders out there, I guess. But yeah, so that's how it would end. Nil to one. Uh, Besiktas picking up a a very important, grinded out three points on the road late in the season. Uh, Really, the type of three points that, in a championship contending season, you'd say, oh, that's sometimes you got to win them like this, you know. And I guess guess in this uh, modified run, uh, since we're all just competing for third place, this was the equivalent of that. You know, we grounded out. uh, Lots of guys injured. Five guys out, I believe. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah, we didn't even have a bench. We only had seven on the bench.
1: Yeah, I mean, five guys out. I don't even know if I'm including Umut Nair because he's sort of a third striker anyway, but. Yeah, I mean, we we were yeah. we were hurting, and so this was a really important win. Um, let's where do we go? All right, let's stats. let's do stats. Yeah, let's let's tell us what what happened here, everyone
0: Yeah, we did not we did not have a lot of chances in this game. Uh, we had six shots in total. Um, Tomalachi is fifteen. Um, however. Uh, even though they had ten chances to our like two in terms of actual like uh, denomination of chances, uh, we had a slight advantage on the XG X- X- due to our penalty, um, and they didn't really create more than one like huge chance. They had a lot of just like dinky shots around the box, um, and then possession wise, we were at 54% to uh, 46. Um, nothing crazy. Eighty percent pass success, which is pretty low, I would say for us. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, certainly the p- those possession numbers are insanely yeah. low. I don't, th- I think that might be our lowest of the year.
0: Oh uh, no, we had some really low ones with uh, object I think one gave me like forty
1: percent, thirty percent. That's yeah. No, with Avicii we had a couple like counter-attacking matches. That was yeah. weird. super weird. Um,
0: I guess I gotta advance real quick. There's not really much to say, but we hit one point three two, XG and uh 0.9 is from the penalty i at 1.1 um but I would say we would have had more if you decided to pass to Diaby uh. because Xavi March is where the shot was taken from not where the chance like the, that's how they uh measure the quality of the chance so it measures Given's actual decision to take that shot not you know you would say oh if he passed the ball that's a 100% goal chance huge goal chance but since he shot from that tight angle, the XG is much lower. It's like 0.15 instead of... We probably would have had like a 0.67, which would have definitely skewed our uh, our numbers much higher. Um, then if you, the pass map is really just... The strikers did not work. Um, Boyd and Diaby were receiving the ball deeper than um, Kudu would lend, so it kind of turned into having two attacking mids instead of two strikers. Um, whatever the hell that was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so
0: got some individual. Obviously.
1: What do like you think? What do you think of, of Boyd's performance out there? I mean, we've talked about Diaby. Obviously, neither of us were excited by it.
0: Um, I mean, I think Boyd was. He tried his best. He was very hardworking. I think that's kind of it's been his stereotype as I well. So he got fouled five times. He entered seventeen duels, one nine of them, which is decent. Completed three out of five dribbles But I don't think he was like at any point Looked like He was gonna win the game for us But I think especially like When we were holding on to the game There was a lot of times like You know he would win the ball Get fouled Yeah Yeah Try to push So I think it was like He did it was like a professional performance um, He did better than probably The other attackers in that case who Were really like just kinda Going along with the flow
1: Yeah I fully agree. I think his first half was not, it was particularly sloppy, but uh, his second half, sorry, his second half performance, he really did settle into the match, just as you said, and was really helping, um, you know, get, get some whistles and stuff like that. Yeah, he was, he was good. I mean, how about this? Let's just go down the, 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 the lineup this week, rather than like picking out the best and the worst and whatever, because I think it's pretty obvious the best could only be Ersin and the worst is obviously Diaby. And we've pretty much already spelled it out. So, let's start with Arson, since we, are, for me, he's the man of the match. Would you go with that?
0: Um, I mean, I guess really no one else who really did great. I mean, Schneider scored a goal, but it was a penalty. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: and he was and, also uh, pretty I bad think, uh, offensively, yeah. which is weird. He was he was better defensively than he was offensively in this match, which is rare for Schneider.
0: So Erson didn't have like a high volume of saves, but I think he was kind of flawless. So,
1: yeah, and I, like again, there's the one that wouldn't count as a save, but he's probably saved the goal anyway. But being heads up, um, I think he had four saves officially, which is not bad. Um, you know, yeah, he, he was he was good, and he showed. What I liked most of all was his aerial dominance, and even the announcer in the match for being USA, USA's guy was sort of very impressed by his aerial control. He he really has a way of. Uh, Domineering in the box. That's that's helpful.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think well, he was good, so no complaint with that man of the match claim.
1: Gokan Gono, what do you think of his match?
0: Typical. I mean considering it. Yeah, we thought he would not even play. I think he, he was you know, we had a clean sheet. Yeah. Not really memorable because the game was so boring. But um
1: Yeah, he was a little error prone. Still, like so. his touch is a little funky, like, I don't know, he seems a little out of it, but I think he might be dogged by a little injury or something. Yeah. Uh, Vida, I thought it was really solid in this match.
0: Yeah, I'm glad he came back to his starting spot. Um,
1: yeah, especially to play as well, a- well yeah. as he did. He, he could have been a man of the match even, you know? I think in a, in a match where you, it's 1-0 and you win on a penalty, you can probably look to a defender for man of the match. So it's probably erison or Vida.
0: Victor Ruiz. So I think Arison made like the that one like that's like that moments that stick out like like those big defensive plays. I think Arison had more of
1: those. For sure, yeah. I, that's why I gave it to him. Uh, Victor Ruiz. What are your thoughts?
0: I thought he was decent again. Um, I liked his, Not as good as.
1: I liked how communicative but... he is. Yeah, he, he really yells it a lot now. I like. He was even sort of steering Vida around, which you know, for someone who's been around the team less than him, uh, was sort of promising. I like it. Any final thoughts on Victor Ruiz?
0: No, I just hope next week is a good game for him. Because uh, I think this game you know, with Umut Bullets is a little bit different.
1: Than, yeah, than Mordikia. What better
0: has to offer. And, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, John R. We already talked about that. Nejip. Um, I thought he his touch was terrible, as always. Uh, yeah. Blank yeah. of wood. But at the same time... He's got that engine, and he sort of uh, motored in and made a few sort of de- defensive stops, which is what you need in a match like this. I don't know. Did what he had
0: to do. Yeah, His, I mean, statistically, he was okay. Um, visually, he's very, it's almost appalling to <laughs> watch, try to. I call him Nedjip Pirlo as a joke because it's just it's just awful. But he really thinks he's a. He really thinks he's Pirlo, but. Um, he's the man. I mean, he got he got the job done didn't screw us over. So
1: yeah, he did he? Play. He didn't even get a card, man. That's yeah, I know. Uh, El Neni. So he, the plaudits were in. You know, most, most of the community gave him man of the match. What are your thoughts on that, Evron?
0: I mean, I don't think he gave us anything going forward again. Um, I think he just did his job defensively.
1: He missed a shot. Since, I mean, it was a, it yeah. was a volley, but it was. Sort of point blank. It was a relatively tough angle, but he just skied it,
0: so. Yeah, I mean, typical 90 game, zero chances created. Uh, 90% pass accuracy, mostly to the center backs. Um, he did okay. Um, I would. It's not like I want his loan to be renewed as much seeing this. No, no. Um, but I think, you know, it's not like I. we can say he has to be taken out of the lineup or something. Sure, so, sure, sure. This is what we got for now. Yeah.
1: So. We'll weather the storm, um, which is what, like the probably the, me- the best metaphor for where we are. We're weathering the storm for these last two matches. Hopefully, winning, but you really don't know. Um, uh, Boyd, we talked about Nkudu. not his best match. Maybe it was,
0: he was. I don't even remember him playing except he had that one shot in the yellow. The yellow
1: crack, yeah, good. that's why I'm almost not even that sad about him not being available. Um, I think we'll be all right. Somehow, uh, Lens Meh performance got taken out of the half. So
0: yeah, I mean, I think maybe you should get more more time.
1: Yeah, I don't think but, he deserved uh, to come out out of all the guys out there. All right, and finally, Diaby we already talked about him. subs Gouvene. Got some,
0: I got some stats for Diaby. Oh yeah,
1: well yeah, yeah, he didn't do it in the stats section. Tell us what's what's the deal with him.
0: Yeah, so he had he entered twelve duels, one one. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and that only duel he won was a header. Oh, my God. <laughs> he lost the ball the most times in the game, which was five times. Uh, he committed two fouls. Uh, he was fouled zero times.
1: Not to mention the Bush uh, League uh, giveaway we talked about earlier.
0: Yeah, zero chances created, zero shots. I guess he could have maybe scored a goal. Yeah, how,
1: about, how funny would that have been?
0: The ball. But, yeah, uh, garbage performance. I think you've been... Um, has similar, I guess. Kavan actually entered twelve tools, won three, crashed, committed five fouls. So I would say uh, he listened to the podcast it's like I may have said to you before, and all he did was crash into people. So.
1: Yeah. So at least he was throwing his body around here. No, yeah. People are so excited because he cares again. Which hell, I guess, considering what we've seen of him this season, that's something to be positive about. Um, Kartal, Kaida, Yilmaz. what do you think about him?
0: Um, he didn't look as like confident as other games, but um, I think there was one or two moments where he looked pretty good, uh, but didn't do anything crazy. You know, it was like 10 minutes he played. What
1: I liked about him, uh, and it was similar to how I felt about Ridvan, the, the match after his really good one, um, was that he didn't look sharp, he looked nervous even. I mean, it was a pretty big moment to be, to be fair. Um, the very end of a really important match that we have to win. We're hanging on to a 1 0 uh, vic- victory at that time. Um, but yeah, he, like, even on the passes that were a little sloppy and he gave away, uh, he would track back and make sure to fix the mistakes that he, you know, he was very thorough in that, yeah. play, which I appreciated.
0: Yeah, I think he lost the ball once and won exactly. right back. I think he
1: made it even so twice, once on a dribble and once on a pass. And yeah. at both times, he made sure that. He was not responsible for giving up a goal, which, you know, that's really the, in a sense, the best you can hope for uh, from a young kid, especially. Uh, See so a strong sense of responsibility. Enzo Rocco, we said, like didn't really do anything. Um, so finally, what, did you, what were your thoughts on Sergey Yalchin? Yel- this match? Roster selection, et
0: cetera. <laughs> I mean, I don't really think there's much to say. I mean, we really didn't have much of a bench, maybe. I would have liked to have seen Carthol play, but he chose a defensive approach. Um, I think maybe something out Lens was probably like the only wonky decision he made. So Instead of Diaby, was Diaby sucked.
1: Diaby yeah, was terrible. Um, yeah. But yeah, to be fair, like we have no one up front. Even Umut Nair is not available because of the freaking Rona. Um, yeah, that was, uh, to his credit, you know, he really is scrapping out these wins despite all of the, the crazy amounts of guys that are missing. And when you look at uh, Galatasaray, right, you can see a team where that's not happening. So credit to him in that regard. Um, you know, it's weird. He's clearly a good coach in a way. You know, you see when things get a little bit hectic, the team switches into a mode where they're doing one-touch passes and creating triangles and stuff. And it's like, damn, all right, like these guys, there's something that they're falling back on when things get a little hectic. And it's like, wow, that suggests they're being well-coached, something in training, you know, tactically, whatever. Um, But the problem is that you can be a good coach, but not a very good evaluator of talent. And where that becomes a problem is in who you're playing, uh, who you're subbing in and out, you know? And I think that's where I've been, skeptical of of Sergan and and now that we have all these injuries he almost doesn't even have the option to screw that up too much so um, <laughs> yeah. so you know we're just getting to see the coaching at its right in its rawest form you know what can he get out of the the like literally like the 11 guys we have that who are available to us and so um you know you're seeing that that you know he's doing okay hopefully we'll and I I don't think he's instilled in, in anyone like a ton of confidence but Again, like considering what we're playing with, even before the injuries, we, this is a sort of uniquely bad Besiktas squad on paper, um, Yeah. and so then to also be down half of the starting rotation, uh, you know, I, I give him credit where it's due, you know, good good for him, good for the team. One more thing. Oh,
0: yeah? One more thing. Yeah, give uh, it to me. If, I think we mentioned Get Contour was linked to us um, once in the previous like during the corona time, so I think if he did want to come, I think he tried his best today.
1: To make a good For the game,
0: he had, he completed the most dribbles out of anyone, 7 out of 9, which is a lot. Created the most chances, 5, and he won the most duels. Um, I wouldn't say he was like spectacular, but uh, I think he played better than Diaby. I think we can all say that. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, um, not gonna say it's gonna happen, but you know. He showed that like you know, maybe we're missing a little something in terms of depth with him gone. So I think that's my only little tidbit.
1: He, You, you have to consider that we could be down two wingers, right? Uh, Tyler Boyd's probably signed on long-term, and Nkuju is definitely signed on long-term. Uh, but Jermaine Lenz is probably too, too rich for our blood, so to speak. I don't think we can afford him. And Diaby is very likely not going to be extended, uh, we all hope. So we're going to need two wingers at the very least, you know, at least to have four, um, for, for next season. So if go is a, is a cheap option, we might not be able to do much better, frankly. Any, anything else?
0: No, yeah. no. Um,
1: well, so let's take that out. Let's take it out there. Let's, let's finally have a moderately short episode, uh, for a change. Um, as always, follow us, uh, the mothership, at Bashingtosh underscore INT. Follow us here, this podcast, at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow this man over here, the Akman himself, uh, at fan of BJK. Uh, and follow myself, at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Donate money to the Academy in Accra. Folks, uh, get some bids in for that Match worn El Neni Kids. Um, and stay tuned for more news on that front as well. Uh, as always, gotta keep supporting the team. This is a huge time for all of us. Two matches left, everything to play for. We didn't really talk about standings everyone, but actually, we sort of did in the preamble.
0: Yeah, we're one point behind Steve, yeah, we're
1: one point behind he get Steve, four us.
0: points ahead of the... exactly.
1: We have a huge match upcoming against. Who else but Fenerbahce, our all longtime rival. Um, after that, we're going to be playing Gensler, but we'll obviously talk about that before that match comes in. Um, what can we say besides, we really need three points, and it's a derby match, so anything can happen. Uh, do you have any words for us, for the derby? You know, that we, anything to look out for?
0: Um, I mean, hopefully, we get a lot of players back fit. Um, we need to play better than this, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, it's confirmed Boateng's back. Uh, Atiba will be back. He's not suspended. Uh, Burak is a mm, strong Burak's possibility, back. I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, I wish Liach was, was back. That's. I don't know what's up the with IH this. But...
1: Is, uh, yeah, mm, the run how... has gotten down. Um, we can just... You know, yeah. I don't know. Hope for the rest...
0: Which really screwed us over because I don't think we, I was really hoping we'd be able to sell them for big bucks. Man, it gets corona.
1: Um, yeah, but I guess for anyone who wanted to keep him around, that's good news maybe. That's <laughs> terrible though. We're talking about a guy with a nasty virus that's like killing people around the world. Um, but yes, I, I do imagine that complicates the sale for sure. Uh, Nonetheless, of course, stay tuned, huge match upcoming. The match will be played on Sunday. You know what, let me just, uh, before we officially log out, give you the official uh, match time and everything as we tend to do, Uh, as always. Yes, Sunday, Sunday, July 19th, 2 PM, uh, which means again, 9 PM for those of you in Turkey, huge. Like, uh, every match is the most important match of the season, which is a good sign because that means we're clinging in. We're clinging to to hopes here. We just need to turn one point on t They just need to slip. Uh, they're playing Gensler this week as well. Gensler is fighting for promotion. Uh, to, to rather, fighting uh, to avoid relegation. Um, so they have everything to play for. Uh, and in their final matches against who was it? Ever?
0: Gencelby's final match?
1: No, uh, Sivas.
0: Oh, oh, Göztepe.
1: Göztepe, who uh, have has nothing to play for, except for the fact they have not won in their Gostepe brand is new stadium.
0: Safe from relegation, they're seven points clear. Gencelby's four points clear, so they're not officially safe yet.
1: Yeah, um, but Göztepe has not won in their brand new stadium yet, so that's one thing they might be able to play for, hopefully whatever it is let's just hope seevas drops literally just all they need is one draw and we're good but we obviously have to win out and that includes beating Fenner in Vodafone park at the very least so the, the, I mean no fans anyway but uh, we'll be in comfortable environs uh, on that note there's of course one last very important note that I would be remiss not to mention go success! he